Small businesses can't always afford to have an attorney on retainer. We speak with a New Hampshire attorney who set up a unique model to provide affordable legal services to companies. I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business NH Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. So how are you doing today, Nathan? I'm hanging in, Matt. I'm hanging in. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I, you know, <laughs> I'm doing better, I will say. Okay. I, I hit the wall last week. Whoa, so it was, like, you know, you know, literally like hit the wall, squeaked on the way down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, it was one of our uh, deadline weeks mm. and it was just a tough deadline. And then my teenager was oh. aggravating me like it was his job and he was up for a promotion. Which it is. And yeah. He was. And so by Thursday, I was done adulting. Like I, I, I looked ahead. I'm like, you know, normally you're like one more day. I was mm. like, oh my gosh, there's one more day left in this week. <laughs> it's not over yet. It's not over. And that's when I went, you know, I have a, a, a you know, an extra vacation day I was coming up on my anniversary was mm. like a user lose situation. I said, I need to take a self care day. Yeah. Good, and good. I was so glad I did. You know, you've been under you know, we've been under stress and you know, I, I know the weekend was coming up, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not like weekends are always relaxing. No, I mean, they're another, another kind of crazy. Right. You got things to do around the house. You're around the teenager 24-7. Yeah. You don't yeah. know if he's going to be a good witch or a bad witch. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know. Mix of two. I wanted a day for me. So, I, I you know, I, I, told my bo- I told my boss I was taking it. And, and I hung around the house for the morning. I relaxed. I, you know, did what I wanted to do. And then I took myself to the movies. No. Yes. I, you know, I went to see the Batman. <laughs> oh, so I was awesome. like three hours of being in the dark in a place where the rule is don't talk to me. Oh my God. And I thought this is perfect. Yeah. And it was it like, it, it was a noon movie. So yeah. I had to have, got the popcorn, the Reese's pieces, the soda, uh, like yeah. that's lunch. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to have a day off, it's Listen, just me. The junk food's coming uh, out. That's, that's okay. And the introvert in me did a little happy dance because I was the only person in the theater. Literally? Literally. Wow. I had three hours of being alone. It was the most fabulous thing. And like, <laughs> I know with extroverts, they're like, I need people. I, I need to get out and get going. I'm like, oh, my little introvert me was celebrating. Mm. I was like this yeah. in little cocoon and my battery just charged. And I think I think especially after everything we've gone through, mm. I think we do need to more, be more cognizant oh, of gosh. when we're hitting a wall yes. Yes. and taking some time to do what we need to do for us. Like, yes. what do you do when you hit the wall? Oh, God. Um you know, it's like, I, I it just, you know, I, I think for me hitting the wall is like, it's been so busy. It's so crazy. There's so many things. The calendar is full and you're like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, I, before the pandemic, I started, um, a spin class at this great place in Littleton, uh, called ride. And you know, it's the spin bikes thing. And it's not like the screaming instructor and the crazy, you know, all of these, <laughs> it's like a bunch of people from the area that are just trying to be healthy and, and keep moving. Um, I love to do that because of course it gets the endorphins going and it just makes you feel better. And I feel like I'm, I've exercised and the instructor is always like, you're kicking butt. And I'm like, ah, oh, somebody's giving me some positive reinforcement. That's wonderful. <laughs> so it is definitely like physical activity i'm not a runner but if i'm like really feeling it i'll put on my you know 20 year old sneakers and just like go run around the block a few times and it helps you know it's the physical activity and like getting out and then i come back and i'm like you know 
a new man and it's all good but that you know you can't always do that so it is definitely a physical activity thing for me like See, it, um, there you have it folks whether yeah. it's you're going out and getting the endorphin rush yeah, yeah. or you are hunkering Sitting down with a sugar dark. rush take care of yourself know your needs yeah um i'm with you 100 percent. i'm with you 100 percent Speaking of knowing your needs, Speaking. sometimes you've got legal needs. Oh, oh what a smooth transition I that did there. That is a segue to end all segues. Let's start today's show. Kristen Mendoza is a business attorney and founder of Abridge Law, a boutique business law practice breaking down the barriers of the traditional attorney-client relationship. Abridge Law was founded in 2020 and works with clients on an entirely flat fee and alternative fee business model. Kristen has over 20 years of experience advising clients on a variety of business and transactional matters. She's listed in the 2022 28th edition of the Best Lawyers in America in the areas of business organizations and closely held businesses, family businesses. Kristen has also served as president of the New Hampshire Women's Bar Association and has held board positions with the Greater Nashua Chamber of Commerce, United Way of Greater Nashua, the Nashua Bar Association, and Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Greater Nashua. Welcome, Kristen. It is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It is absolutely our pleasure. Um, Let our listeners know what a bridge is and why it's different than most law firms that they may encounter. So a bridge is, as I've you described it, a mm-hmm. boutique business law firm. So we're working with small business owners, entrepreneurs, um, and maybe even some bigger, larger businesses that need some additional legal support. Mm-hmm. It is entirely focused on the life cycle of a business, whether it is startup and entity formation, contracts, buying and selling a business. Uh, some employment matters that may occur along the way. Mm. So it's really meant to be an end-to-end relationship vehicle specifically for business and business owners. Nice, nice. And so what makes this different? What makes it unique? What 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 did you do differently with your business model that people may not encounter with other maybe larger firms? So a bridge was designed to specifically address the needs that I have heard over 20 years of law practice around billing, fee structure, and having more transparency on the customer side, the client side, as to that very important aspect of the business relationship between an attorney and you know them as the business owners. Mm. My solution is for businesses to to offer businesses a flat fee structure or subscription fee service that allows them to always know what the bill is going to be when it comes in the mail or by email. That's been probably over the course of my professional life, the biggest obstacle for clients coming in the door or clients working with me regularly because there's so much fear and anxiety around that bill and what it's going to be when oh, yeah. the majority of law firms <laughs> bill by the tenth of an hour. Mm. You you pay for every six minutes of their time, what, regardless of whether they're reading a letter or they're doing very sophisticated uh, legal analysis. It's six you know six minutes of 
whatever their their hourly rate is. And so is this like a monthly subscription? Like how how often do you bill a client and and do they get like unlimited access to you during that time? Uh, they have they have fairly good access to me. It is a twelve month subscription model, uh, paid monthly, and depending, I do have a few different levels of service that go around that. Some mm-hmm. some additional contract work that can wrap around the the subscription, but the subscription is basically intended to encourage people to engage, to call before a situation as they are first confronted with a, a legal question and just get the right answer, the quick answer and not the Google answer for whatever it is that they're dealing with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Isn't that, isn't that something to say? Yeah. Don't, let's not, let's stop Googling our legal ans- our legal questions. Okay. Legal and medical. Let's leave yeah, that to right. the, the exactly. professional. Exactly. Well, so I, um, I encountered or came, uh, came to know Kristen She was actually referred to me by someone from the Small Business Development Center, which was like the best referral I've ever gotten because she's actually helped me in some ways. There goes attorney-client privilege right out the door. It doesn't matter because she's amazing. So, But what I was coming up against, like you said, was like these fees. Like I I called someone who I just wanted to like create a contract or review a contract for me. Or actually, no, it wasn't even that. It was have a conversation. And they were like, oh, that's $600. To have a conversation? Really? And so you know what I did, Kristen? You didn't call them. Exactly. Yeah, didn't have the conversation. And I think, obviously, that your model is opening doors uh, and and is uh, is comfortable. And, and like you said, you know, the, the client knows what they're going to pay because it's right on your website, for example, or in the, in the contract. So that's awesome. Um, you've been in business for about two years now. Is that right? Coming up on two years in July. And how's business? Busy. <laughs> very, very busy. It's either and good or bad. I don't know for the business world, but. <laughs> no, I, I am excited that I am onboarding my first full-time employee in right four weeks. So oh, wow. it's growing. Yeah, very exciting Congratulations. Stuff. Thank you. That is, that is so cool. So are they going to have a different, uh, a, a sort of a niche focus or a different focus than you, or just kind of assisting with the workload that you've got? Right now, it's just going to be a continuation of general corporate because I've got more than I can do at this point and um, Mm. looking to bring in more people to, you know, meet that need that I think, you know, my business model when I started, you know, in July of 2020 was Mm -hmm. still, uh, you know, a guess, (laughs) you know, this Mm -hmm. is something that Mm -hmm. the business, you know, the business world really wants and needs. I think at this point we can safely say this meets a market need and so now it's about scaling to be able to meet that need a little bit more successfully and scale for that need nice now is your firm mainly serving small businesses yes uh you know depends on how you you define small business but you know it's not just startups it's not just the the guys who just come with a business idea a good third or more of my clients have employees, 10 or more employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then I do work with some larger business institutions that have lots more employees and they need, they just don't have in, in-house counsel. And so they're looking for somebody to help with their contracting needs on a regular basis. Now, 
obviously to say these are interesting times that we've been living in is an understatement, but um, you know, as we, the pandemic is beginning to wane and uh, businesses are trying to ramp up, there's a lot of different issues that come up with that. What are some of the, the kind of, what, what are the, the, the legal issues that are, you're st- starting to see really bubble up for small businesses? So entity formation, you know, people who are starting, a lot of people started businesses. A lot of people like Nathan found themselves in the midst of a sea change and decided that entrepreneurship was going to be an avenue that they finally wanted to explore. And so that's going to continue mm-hmm. to be the case. There's always a good um, flow of new businesses coming in into New Hampshire and starting up. So that will continue. A, a lot of um, clients are still working through contract issues. Contracts and their their comfort and their familiarity with contracts usually tends to be a back burner task for them. Mm, yeah. um, you know, they maybe had some, a lawyer draft something or they found something online. They've been using it for lots of years. It's been tinkered with over time. Mm. Nobody really knows if it's good anymore. So having people kind of refresh their contracts before they're starting these new um, relationships coming out of the pandemic is a lot of the activity that I'm seeing. And you know, a lot of the employment side of operating a business over the last two years has been COVID and and leaves and how do you deal with um, a workforce that's dealing with COVID. And we're starting to see that all, um, you know, wind down mercifully. And so I think now it's going to be more about hiring, retention, kind of keeping that workforce engaged because I Almost every client I speak with has a workforce challenge, trying to find people, hire people, um, keep people. I don't think that's a problem that we're going to see going away anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you, your experience, you know, over what, 20 plus years, uh, you've worked for some of the, the region's top law firms. Um, why did you decide to take this leap? Was there something or was it just a series of, you know, you're seeing an opportunity? What what was kind of the tipping point for you where you said, all right, I'm doing it? Uh, <laughs> I have from the very beginning, before, before practicing law, I went out to law school in San Francisco mm-hmm. because I've always, I am not a technical person, but I love innovation. I love being around bright, creative people who think big thoughts. Nice. And I went out there to go to law school specifically because I wanted to see and experience Silicon Valley. So that's just how I'm personally um, wired Mm. anyway. Mm -hmm. And my career has always been working with this, that particular segment of the business community. Mm. And so when you're around people who are just always thinking big ideas and and going for it, you get the bug. And yeah, it wasn't a big leap for me because like I said, I've just yeah. I'm always been fascinated by a, that it, group of people. It was not a yeah, it wasn't a jump so much as just a shift, you know, to one side maybe. Exactly. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um so Kristen, let's um let's jump into we talked a little bit about the the firm and and what you're doing and a little bit of your growth, but um who are you uh here in community and here in New Hampshire um beyond we'll say in quotes just a lawyer. A darn good one at that. But <laughs> who who is Kristen Mendoza? Uh, mom, a mom, you know, that's awesome. a big, that's, 
the best job in the world, nice. and I love that so much, nice. and that's the biggest, best part of my life. How many kids do you have? Two boys. Oh, you got your hands full. I have two myself. <laughs> I know. How old are they? Uh, one is a sophomore in college, and the other is a freshman in high school. Ah. Ah, see, so you're I, like on the end of one being a handful and right in the midst of one and the other being a handful. Right, and Mike I, in the other room is laughing going, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've had one come round back from the dark side of the uh-huh, moon uh-huh. and the other one is just <laughs> rounding. You know. I love that. I have 10 and 13. So it's nice to know that they do come around the other side. They, they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a five and a half and a two and a half year old that I feel like sometimes they're both on the other side already. <laughs> sometimes, I don't know if they're circling around a few times before they get it or what, but yeah. Um, you, we, we alluded to uh, as well, your um, being involved in community and, and serving on boards and, and all of that. Um, what beyond, you know, what, what drives you to do that? Because yeah, that's a choice that an entrepreneur, a busy, you know, business owner, anybody makes. Why do you engage in community and volunteer some of your time? You know, being able to do that was actually what drew me to the practice of law. When I was in college, I worked for a legal services funding organization in Massachusetts called the Massachusetts IOLTA Committee. And uh, the IOLTA program is, I, I won't go into the details, but it's incredible. And it allows for funding to uh, people of lower means to access justice, access lawyers. Wow. And I would go to the board meetings for this organization, you know, just there to like take the notes and, you know, just be a fly on the wall. Mm. And the committee had very prominent attorneys from all over Boston who would walk into the room after duking it out all day professionally. Mm-hmm. They'd be shaking each other's hands. They would be socializing. They were, uh, to, to my, in my mind at the time of being, you know, eight, 1920, so noble mm-hmm. in just caring about the community, mm-hmm. caring about giving back while also spending their daytime hours just doing the very best that they could mm-hmm. for their clients. And that wow. really inspired me. And wow. that's always been part of my perception of the law is the public service part of it, the giving back, mm. whether it's, for me, it's board service, primarily sure. some sure. some of it's volunteer work with some business uh, support counseling uh, organizations in the state. God help anyone who was, you know, who got assigned to me for like a divorce or a landlord tenant matter, like paying zero for my services in those areas is overpaying me. I should never like do that type of work. So, you know, the traditional, you know, you, you need somebody to help with a domestic dispute matter or something like that. It's not really in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So I've found other ways to satisfy that longing for community service cool. through the board service. Cool. I, li- I like to, and I've, I, I know, uh, again, I've asked you some questions or can you handle this or do you work with this? And I love the fact that you said, no, I don't, but here's some people that do, right? Instead of, you know, kind of saying, sure, I'll do it or I'll take care of it. I, I love that you are you are niche, you know, you're sticking to sort of that business model and obviously what you know and love. Um, but that was, you know, from from this perspective, my you know, as a business owner on my side, I was like, oh, that's perfect. You know, having someone say, you know what, I, I could, but there's someone else that's more appropriate to do this. I love when people say that uh, and, and refer, of course, to the, to the right folks when when they can't. So good for you. Um, 
I I am curious. We kind of joked earlier about you know the the googling your legal issues. Um, do you, have you ever had situations or or heard of situations where people kind of do that and then get into the you know get into some trouble and then they you know knock on your door and go help? I googled stuff and I screwed up and I need help. Is that is is that now? I mean the the internet and just all this information being out there. Do you find that people are are trying to go that route and then having to like backtrack and go wait a minute? I actually need someone who knows what they're doing all the time oh god (laughs) and i try to do it in a way that does not shame anybody hey Mm. i get it Mm -hmm. you know my profession has not traditionally made itself easily available to a lot of people and so i understand people go the do it yourself at 700 bucks an hour or whatever is is tough to swallow yeah you could just maybe find the right answer online or what you think is the right answer but certainly i have had um especially in particular industries where uh, one business owner will ask another business owner in that industry, hey, I'm dealing with this issue, what would you do? And, you know, it, it all depends on the source, right? I mm-hmm. mean, their, tel- the, their acquaintance in the, the business is doing it wrong and gave them the wrong advice. And then they were like, oh. you know, I heard from this other business owner friend of mine that I should do this. And I'm... Thinking, oh my gosh, please don't do that. <laughs> Pulling your hair out. Yeah, something, and here's why you should not do what mm. your friend just told you to do. But I, I have a lot of those conversations, yes. And earlier you are talking about, you know, obviously a lot of companies are in hiring mode, trying to retain and attract workforce. What are some of the areas that of their policies and procedures that they should really be focused on re, re, either reviewing what they have or instituting? You know, a lot of businesses get into trouble when they don't have a clear set of policies and procedures that they enforce uniformly. You know, someone comes along and says, I need this, I need, you know, I need extra time off, I need Mm -hmm. something. And the business owner says, yes. And now they've established this course of dealing and this precedent with, Mm -hmm. and they start deviating from where they really wanted to be, which was not to give people, you know, extra stuff or extra time or, or whatever, but they've kind of crossed that, that boundary. And so a lot of times it's really just treat everyone equally, treat Mm -hmm. everybody same. Um, You have a policy that you can communicate effectively and the rationale behind it and be consistent about it and try to avoid that. Well, you know, he's a really good guy. She just had, um, you know, this thing happened to her in her personal life. And so, you know, all of these special accommodations is when employers really get into trouble. And so you yourself, your firm is growing. And uh, as you said, you're adding on your first attorney other than yourself. Um, where do you hope to take this? Do you, do, is it to remain kind of a small boutique firm? Do you want to grow bigger? What, what are your aspirations for your firm? So I structured a bridge very intentionally to be a virtual law firm. So I'm not going to invest in lots of offices and lots of leather chairs and fancy conference rooms. Aww. I know, I know that's <laughs> sad. Um, all over, all over here or anywhere else, because I, you know, my uh, business model mm-hmm. relies on me being very aware about overhead and being able to use that excess, if you will, um, to keep my prices low and mm-hmm. keep the pricing low for the firm. So it will always be a virtual 
practice, but nice. the wonderful aspect is, of that is that I can expand in any geographical direction I want. The person that I'm bringing on is licensed in Massachusetts. I'm also licensed in Massachusetts, but you know, by example, if I wanted to expand to a different market in California or um, you know, RDU in, in um, North Carolina, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the, the the intention behind it was to grow in a very organic way in whatever direction I want. Nice. The pandemic really has reset a, a lot of industries. You know, it, just that time at home and 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 how we had to ourselves as consumers adjust to how we lived. Um, some of those adjustments are not going away. How you know, are there things that have changed in the practice of law you're finding and how people want to access legal services that have changed during this past two years? In some ways, it got better. Uh, you know, when I was in other law firms and meeting with clients, almost all of my engagement was by email or telephone. And video conferencing was not something that anybody was particularly comfortable with before the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh So these clients would come in, I'd meet them once maybe at the, at the um, initial meeting. And then most of, most of the time it was by email and phone. Now, you know, when they're calling, it's a video conference and I'm seeing their face and we're smiling and I feel more connected to people now using the technology that has emerged and, become so much part of our lives now mm. that um, it's it's made it better. Interesting. For me. Do, you, do you um as it relates back to this model or or not your model but the that what we'll call the traditional model um maybe that applies more to and will in you know into the long future uh, to those larger businesses, large corporations who are you know budgeting and 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 you know working through utilizing legal fees and all that and, and attorneys. But for small business, do you feel like you're going to have more competition? Uh, kind of pulling in this same model and and the subscription model because I mean everything's subscription. All of our you know uh, television and I mean delivery and this and that and food and so um, it's convenient. It's approachable. It's cost-effective for your, for the client, especially. Um, do you feel like you're going to start to see? We're going to start to see more of this, especially for that niche of small business. Um, and have you seen other? Are there other firms that you're aware of that are basically uh, similar to your model? I'm not aware of any firms locally that oh, have good. fully <laughs> embraced <laughs> a model similar similar to mine yet. Mm-hmm. I welcome it. Mm-hmm. I will frequently share my fee schedule with other attorneys that are trying to figure it out. If, mm-hmm. if I think somebody is sincerely interested in moving down this path, I want to engage with them. I want to encourage this because nice. I think it's very rewarding. And there's there's room. There's room for um, to share. I don't need to capture this market. You know, in, in the analysis and research I've done, there are over... 150,000 small businesses in New Hampshire Mm -hmm. based on statistics from a few years ago. (laughs) Uh, Surveys will show or reveal that over 60% of those small business owners think that a lawyer is not a cost-effective means to solving a business problem. (sighs) And 50% of those people will only engage a legal service provider as a last resort. Wow. So think of that, 70,000 
businesses, you know, generally, right? Mm. Um, who don't use a lawyer at all? Small businesses that don't oh use. I can't. God. I can't help seventy thousand people with no. my with a bridge. <laughs> so bring it on. Come join yeah. me. Do do this. Let's let's do this together to to meet the need because the need cool. is there and their their opportunities. Yeah, that's that's that foundation that you had for many years ago of service coming into into play right there. That's that's amazing. Uh, before we wrap up today. We like to kind of, we, we dug a little bit. You talked about law school, serving the community, that sort of stuff. Um, what were you like as a kid? Did you grow up in New Hampshire, first of all? I did. I grew up in Londonderry. Oh, okay. So who was who was Kristen Mendoza the kid going around the back dark side of the moon, as it were? <laughs> the shy, studious one. Ah, uh, Yeah, okay. the little I, introvert. I, I, could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And she's done well for herself. Nice. Nice. Introverts well, rock. Yeah, our own Matt Mowry is an introvert, if you, right. if you didn't know that already. <laughs> Gotta watch out for us introverts. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, listen, Kristen Mendoza, um, you are founder of Abridge Law. There's, uh, we're so happy that you joined us. There's so much in your future. Congratulations on your first employee and your, in your, uh, in your what we'll call a new venture, but a two-year-old venture now. Um, thank you for serving businesses and community the way in, you, uh, in which you do. And uh, again, Thanks for joining us here in BizCast. Thank you so much. It's been fun. And now the buzz with Matt Mowry. If your company is looking to do more business with the government, reach out to the New Hampshire Procurement Technical Assistance Center. They provide free confidential services to Granite State businesses with products and services to sell to the government at the federal, state, and local level. They recently released their statistics for the assistance they were able to provide business over the last year. And so in 2021, PTAC, as they're known, uh, served nearly 300 New Hampshire-based small businesses, helping them to win $188 million in government contracts. And over the last five years, New Hampshire PTAC has secured $1.9 billion in primary government contract awards and an additional $275 million in subcontracted awards. So this is a great resource to help New Hampshire businesses that are looking to break into the government sector. And that's what we're buzzing about this week. Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. I've got a bit of a PSA for you today. Our friends at the New Hampshire Small Business Development Center, the SBDC, are currently accepting registrations for their Resiliency Academy for Small Business and Communities. This is a not-to-be-missed multi-week learning workshop done in cooperation with UNH Extension. There are presenters, there's Q&A sessions, there's case studies, there's regional cohorts to assist with the development of a resiliency plan for your business. It is packed, right? You're not only going to receive assistance and information to build a resiliency plan, but you're going to hear from the community and business members who've done it successfully, who are focused on resiliency through things like, say, I don't know, a pandemic, for example. Um, and so there, there it is. You don't want to take my word for it. Head to SBDC's website. It's nhsbdc.org and read more about the Resiliency Academy. It's a great, great thing. And register for their upcoming session begins May 25th. I'll leave more information 
on the Cardinal blog for you along with links. But my friends, we've talked about this recently, about taking care of yourself and your business, about professional development. This is the perfect opportunity for you. Thanks for joining me in the Cardinal Corner, where we're ready for just about anything. Find out more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com, or on social at cardinalconsultingnh. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm.